Warning, you never know what's going to pop out of our mouth. We may or may not use inappropriate language, but you, if you know us, you can guarantee we probably are. Warning. What's up? What's up? I'm Sarah, the mother. And I'm Jewel, the daughter. And And you're you're listening to What What the F is Ladylike. That cold chill in the air, that scratch that you have to do because you felt like something brushed up against you. And the shiver down your spine. The goosebumps. I don't know, maybe there's a spirit near you. is the first time listening to us welcome welcome guys hello hello hope you're having a fabulous day it's been pretty warm over here where we have been oh yeah we're we're definitely not used to these temperatures over here that's right you would think we were we were in arizona or something i don't know oh yeah shout out to you arizona yeah oh yeah well just so you guys know anybody um I don't know where it all is located, but saw it on the news in Oregon. If your grass is green, just watch out. <laughs> they may shut your water down. Oh it was on the news, you know, and you've got to believe everything that's on the news. Everything. <laughs> I got to tell you, before we start the show, I had a couple experiences today. How well, Were they lovely or were, how, were, what kind of experiences? Oh, man. I mean, leading up to today, you know... We're getting ready to celebrate for my father's celebration of life. So, you know, I've been kind of out of it a little bit. Not, not going to lie. Um, but I went to the store. I needed some things. And first I, I, I went to the grocery store. I'm sitting there not knowing what I really want for lunch. And this old lady, and I'm looking at my options, and I'm like, okay, I might just, I might get this, you know, bar, you know, this, you know, bar to eat. And this lady, she's talking on her phone, oblivious to me going to reach for, you know, whatever bar that I was trying to grab for. She's talking on her phone, walks right in front of me. Now, remember, people. Masks are required per the state of Oregon, indoors, the Delta variant, highly contagious, and here's this bitch. She's walking right in front of me, 
getting right up in there, in within my six feet bubble. See, but okay, what's even not the fucking like Delta variant, not COVID? That is the most annoyingest shit ever. And I was sitting over there. You see me. You see me right here, right? Like, yeah, you looked at me. You you knew I was grabbing for something. She goes back to her cart. Then she does it again. <sighs> People. It's just little things like that to just get under my skin. So then I uh, needed to... I'm, I'm still in my cast. And so... I'm trying to prep for, you know, thinking positive, like I'm going to get out of this cast. So, um, you know, went to this department store to get me a pair of shoes, which I got to say, my pair of shoes, we're going to tell you a story about my pair of shoes. Well, you forgot to tell them about the lady who left her cart. Oh, right in the middle of the aisle, took off. She just dropped it right in front of me like... I feel like I had like Harry Potter's invisibility cloak on because I'm like, hey, right here. Yo, yo, right here. (laughs) Well, and I got some helpful advice to anybody. And I'm sorry if this offends anybody, but this is is the proper etiquette of grocery shopping. You don't ditch your car anywhere. You don't put it across from what you're you literally it's like a freaking road. Okay, you got one lane. You got the other lane. Okay, you got go on one side, whatever side you need to get your shit. Get your shit on that side. <laughs> I literally, it bugs the shit out of me because I see it so much what you're talking about. So many people just, they're like, oh, let me just park my cart and then just walk down the aisle. I'm like, no, take your cart with you, dude. Because what if I'm trying to look at where your cart's at? Right. Gosh, people. Right. I mean, I was standing right there. I was standing right there. And most of those types of people are the people who just don't care about the well-beings of other people. No, they don't. They don't. I got these shoes today, and um, I was really pr- proud of myself. I was really proud. Um, they are made out of what? Did, what did it say, Jill, on it? Yeah, she was showing me her new shoes, and I was like, "Oh, I was like, that's really cool." I was like, "They're made out of recyclable pra- pla- pl- pla- recyclable plastic," and I was like, "That's really cool." And she was like, "Oh, that's really cool." She's like, "Yeah, that's really awesome." Da 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 da. And then you were starting to think more about yes. it. Yes. So then I started thinking about it. I'm like, "Yeah." I mean, I was pretty proud of myself. I mean, I got me a pair of Adidas, which I love me some Adidas, huh, Joel? Oh yeah, Adidas are nice. I like them better than Nike sometimes. Yeah. So I got me a pair of Adidas, and they're out of you know recycled plastic. So I'm thinking, okay, they look good. They're going to feel good. I'm going to get out of this cast. Recycle plastic. I mean, this is what what the F is lady like is all about, right? We're doing it, right? How much did you spend for them, Mom? Well, I had $10 off. (laughs) Okay, without the coupon. (laughs) How much was the shoes worth? They were normally $70. For recycled shoes? Uh I got them for um, $59.99 is what I paid for him, $59.99. And I got home, I was really excited, I was showing Jewel. And um, I've always been wanting a style like this for a minute, and and then I started thinking about it. I just paid $59.99 for my garbage. What? I mean, the price didn't go down much, you know, than normal. And I started thinking about it like, 
I'm wearing everybody's garbage on my shoe and I paid the same amount of money. I mean, that doesn't make sense. I mean, it should be cheaper if you're, you're like buying garbage, <laughs> right? I don't know. But I'm going to, I'm going to rock this garbage on the bottom of my shoe, you know, with, with pride, you know. See, cause it doesn't make sense. Cause <clears throat> it's kind of like. You know, you're, you're supposed to eat fruits and veggies and you're supposed to eat natural and organic. Why the fuck is that shit more expensive than if that's better for us then? And if they're putting all these additives and all the bad shit, why isn't that shit more expensive versus the stuff that's just naturally made like that? They don't put shit in it. Why why can't that just be normal price? Why can't, why can't there just be normal shit? Like, I feel like we got in this habit of being so greedy and wanting things. Mm-hmm. And now for like your fruits and veggies, you get to have stuff that isn't seasonal. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that's a good thing. I think you literally there's sometimes you're like, oh, fuck, shit, can't have a watermelon. It's not in season. Right. I mean, you just probably shouldn't you just wait for them to come in season because it will taste like shit. Well, and then that kind of makes me think of like, how are the fuck are they growing that? Well, they are growing it, but then a lot of times they freeze them. You know what I mean? They're coming from, they're not coming locally, you know? Yeah, well, that's just, yeah. I There's a thing going around where it's, you check your labeling of your produce. And, um, yeah, I mean, my man now works in produce, but he don't like talking about produce. <laughs> He does say wash everything. Everybody wash your stuff because he works in the where in a warehouse for the produce and wash your stuff. Yeah, because the way he gets it, it's straight from the fucking farm, wherever it's coming from, actually. And he's like, it's all in these how it comes big crates, big things. So and then that's how they set it out at the the store they don't wash it unless it's the pre-cut fruit and stuff like that they don't wash it we're gonna back that up to where i went to the checkout today on buying these shoes so you know how you go to like a macy's a cold uh, a department store a department store and they're like we could save you an extra such and such amount if you get the credit card well no sometimes they don't even say credit card so it kind of you're like what it you have to ask them what is that because they're like oh do you want to sign up for our and you're like well what is that they're like it's our credit card and you're like, ah, no never mind scratch that and they're so damn persistent like you're like no you're like no so you know like today i wanted to go up to him and just go i just want to check out and get out don't ask me any questions I got the mask, the Delta variant. Don't ask me any questions, right? No, no. They were like really persistent. They're like, no, no. If if you do this, are you sure? Now, I'm looking back as they're asking me, are you sure you don't want to sign up? And I'm looking back and I'm like, there's a line going around. It's wrapping around. And then the, there's this other person at the checkout. There's only two checkout people. And the other one, they're now like trying to get approved for this card. I'm like, oh, you just need to. They got suckered into it. They got suckered in. And so I just want to say the next time I'm just going to go, 
I want to pay and get the fuck out. I want to pay, get the fuck out. Don't ask me any questions. Don't ask me anything. <laughs> Here's some short financial advice, and I don't know have a lot, but I do know a little bit. Don't get credit cards from stores ever. Don't ever do it. Don't ever do it. You will regret it instantly. If you're ever going to do a credit card, do it from a bank, a, a reliable sourced bank where you can go to not just one store. That's just ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. I built my credit up. Uh, Brendan helped helped me. I built my credit up with um, a Capital One credit card. And what I did was I acted like when I bought something, I paid it. I bought something, paid it, bought something, paid it. And I ended up buying a house. Well, and that's so that's what a credit card is supposed to be used for. You're never supposed to use it for money that you don't have. You use it for the expenses that you're normally going to be paying, and then that way you basically pay it off that way. I mean, if you need, if you don't have the money, that's called a loan. You need a loan. That's right. That's yeah. right. But yeah, um, quit a- people who work at departments. Quit asking people about. I know you have to. So be prepared next time that I'm gonna just go. Uh, uh, I'm gonna pay and get out. Pay, get out. <laughs> no, just literally before they're just they, okay. How are you doing? You're like good. Yeah, I don't want a credit card. No thanks. No thanks. Don't even ask me, man. <laughs> We're gonna take it back. We're gonna take it way back, Joel. How far back? We're gonna take it back to when you were living in Purview. Let's go. Let's do it. Oh, jeez. We have had the pleasure of having some spirits and paranormal activity, huh, Joel? What did you just say? We were? Did you say we were lucky? We were lucky. We're, we're, we are lucky. They say one in five, one in five have seen a spirit or paranormal activity. Now, whether or not they want to own it or leave it is one thing, Um. But one in five that you run into has actually seen a ghost, a spirit, some sort of paranormal activity. See, um, I think, I mean, um, okay, there's a difference between, for me, there's a difference between an actual spirit, spirit, and then like paranormal activity. I mean, there's like bad spirits, right? Or like (laughs) negative, whatever. And we're going to tell you the story of ours. So when you lived in Fairview, how old were you? I was in middle school. I was sixth grade. Sixth grade. Yeah. Just like Sophia. Yeah. We got to see her yesterday. That's my, that's one of my cousin's kids. Got to see her. She's so big. She is getting so big. She's too little to listen to the show. (laughs) She is. She's a mini jewel. But back to our story. (laughs) Fairview. We lived in this little house in Fairview and down the hall at the same time every single night. This is the first time I ever experienced anything out of the ordinary in my house. And about the same time every single night, a little silhouette of what I would think would be a child form would look in Jules... Joel's bedroom and my bedroom every single night. Well, I don't I don't want to say it was every single night. 
It was the same time when I would see it. If I didn't look right there at that time, then I'd probably miss it. But there was one time I, I tried to walk towards it and it disappeared. But that was our first experience. Then we moved to Winlock, oh, and I didn't up. have anything. Hold up. She's not telling you. The whole time, this thing, whatever, is going, you know, it goes down and it looks, it's looking in the fucking rooms, right? Yes. They, they, they did not, they did not tell me. I'm pretty sure they did not tell my brother. <laughs> we had no knowledge of this until after we moved and I was like you're telling me there's just uh, this fucking little girl or little kid little child form you said it said uh, John said I remember at one night he says that it was standing there for the longest time and you guys were staring at it yep and then John said it almost looked like it had like a dress like a flowy dress kind of like a nightgown kind of looking thing well you only saw the outside of it it was like like a a lighter aura but around the it. thing is looking in my room staring at me no they're not telling me i did not know this not cool so i guess that was my first experience of extra whatever paranormal and i didn't even know about it yeah 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 but like you said we go to winlock so we moved to winlock and we, we didn't have any any activity that i'm aware of i would drive 80 miles one way to portland i think and because of the house that we had i don't think anything wanted to haunt that <laughs> i would drive 80 miles one way to portland um to go to work and i ended up you know my back started not feeling all that great after a while so we we ended up moving back down here after how long did we live in winlock for like mm, I was there from the middle of seventh grade, and I did freshman year there in high school. Yeah. So, you know, I let Jewel pick, you know, when we were moving because she was going to be in high school. I let her pick. We ended up... Uh, I didn't get to pick the house. I got to pick what school I got to go to. Yeah. Yeah. So... Uh, Good old trusting New Urban High School. <laughs> So we um, moved to uh, uh, Oak Grove, Oregon, just right outside of Portland. It's just like right there by the wood. Um, so Next we to the river. Yeah, we call it uh, the first Arista house is what we call it because we we lived on two houses on the same street on the same street, and they were only like a block and a half from each other. But the first Arista house, it was a tiny house um, from when we moved back from Winlock. And that's where we had a lot of activity. checking out our boy jesse spomberg if not i highly recommend it go check him out urban survivor man.com if you guys are interested in any sound editing or anything to do with music Check out our sound engineer, 
Brendan Gann, also known as Comeback Karma. You can find him on Instagram and he you can message him that way and he would definitely respond. He's really great, guys. Don't forget to go check out Dying on the Inside with Josh Larson. If you guys are at any local pubs and bars, be sure to be at a lookout for Josh. He's going to be doing a bunch of open mics. Guys, I would like to remind you, if you like what you're listening to, please like, comment, share, subscribe, and please leave a review. Thank you. That house, I didn't realize it. It had so much spirits or paranormal activity, but whatever was in that house was pure evil. Yeah, whatever um, thing, I wouldn't even call it a spirit. It might have even been like a demon. <laughs> I mean, and it was not good. And... um I don't know what incidences came first. The walking down the hall. So, like, remember I broke my back and I know people didn't. I first said something and they're like, I'm like, did did you hear that? But, of course, I had broken my back and I had to spend a lot of time in my bed and couldn't move and I was I was par- temporarily paralyzed in my leg remember yeah I think though I think um, and, and people were like no you're just you're taking a lot of medication well I think that the wallet thing happened before that though yeah well so Jewel and I one one day we were making our own candles yeah well, this is what I'm saying. I don't know. I think my wallet thing happened first. Wallet. And then the candle thing happened. Well, tell them about your missing wallet. So, for, I don't, I don't know how long it was. I think it was for good, almost two weeks. I couldn't find my wallet. And I, back in the day, used to have these big rectangular wallets. That's, I always had those because you could fit all your shit in there. And I could not find it anywhere. And back in the day, I was not, I would not clean my room. So then I was like, okay, I'm going to clean up my room, look through everything, make sure I like look under my bed, figure it out. But I think at the time, I think my bed was on the floor. So I don't think it could even be under my bed. And so it's super weird. Then all of a sudden, and obviously I've been doing laundry throughout the weeks. And then all of a sudden my wallet appears on top of my dirty laundry basket. On top. Not mixed in. On top. Yeah. So that was like the first incident, but it was very subtle. It wasn't like anything. I was like, okay, that's weird. That was but I think the the walking up and down the hall happened before we made the candles. Mm-hmm. And it would be like a... Okay. Sometimes I'd feel like it was my dogs, but my dogs weren't walking up and down the hall. And then it would be like a 
like that or like that right up and, up and down the hall something like that it was mainly in between your it was mainly in between your room and my room that that was happening mm-hmm. and then um one day jewel and i were making candles and we would break up our wax and we would bank, break it up into chunks we would melt down some wax and we'd, be, we'd use knives yeah, so we would cut up the wax with knives, and we, I think we had just gotten done cutting up all the wax, and we cleaned up the knives, and the knives were on the counter next to the sink, and you and I, I think we were doing something over by the stove area, and I wish we could play you guys out the layout of this the house. It was like the sink, um, like if you were to look north, it would be the sink, and then on the west side would, be the, would be the stove, and then the refrigerator. Mm-hmm. And then we had... Like no, no, a, no, the refrigerator was on the other side. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't remember. No, yeah, we had a pantry th- thing. A pantry thing right there. Yep. And, and then and it was then like a doorway. A doorway and then a hall. And then it went to the hall that led into the living room, if that helps make any th- sense. We were, I think you were doing some stuff, and then the motion of like we were walking towards going out into the hallway to the living room, I think, to check on our candles, or I think some were done and we were mm-hmm. checking on them or something. And we were, do, me and you were both doing the motion of walking away, and then in between our faces, both of our faces, a knife flies by. A, literally, a knife goes, Fwing! a large knife. Next to our faces, and me and mom look at each other. We're like, "What the fuck?" And we didn't move for a second. I no, think. and we were the only two. I think John it, was in the back room. Yeah, and we were the only two in the kitchen. Yeah, nobody else was there. It was fucking nuts. So then we're like, "Okay, that that's fucking bizarre. That's fucking weird." We didn't move for a second, and so then. I think we left. We had to go somewhere that day, and we we let our candles dry by the fireplace. By the fireplace in, in the living room. In the living room, and we we put we did, we don't let our we didn't let our dogs run the the had them up, and then we came back. And Jules like, where the fuck's my candle? Literally, I think it was, and I'm not, I'm not trying to toot my own horn. It was a really pretty looking candle. It was yeah. like one of the best looking candles <laughs> out of it. It was like a blue, pretty, like it turned out really well. Cause I think we were even just trying to figure out at then like beginners trying to figure out how to make cool candles. And I was like, oh my gosh, this looks fucking cool. It was a long stemmed one that was tall and it was fucking gone. And I knew, because I think because we knew it, what it looked like, we were like, it's fucking gone. That's so weird. And then, like you said, the dogs were up, but we were like, okay, by chance, did one of the dogs chew it up? There would be some sort of remnants of it somewhere. No, nowhere, nothing. And it did never, it never showed up. Right, right, right. It never showed up. But then the activity still continued. Um, it still continued you know, down the hall, um, you know, I, like I said, I was in the, I had broken my back and, you know, people were like, oh man, she's heavily medicated. Don't listen to her, you know, but we had lived in that house for a long time. 
and our longtime dog of ours, you probably have seen the tattoo of Nina on me in a lot of my pictures, had passed away, um, not in that house, but um, during the time that we stayed in that house. And, you know, Simon, when Jill was, uh, first started dating Simon, he would get creeped out. He would think it would be Nina. And I don't think it ever was. Well, we would also think we would hear her chain. Because so we had these certain chains for our dogs that we would always get. And it sounded like her chain. And our dogs always had certain sound. It, we, we, I would, I, we could identify them by their sounds and what they would do. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes feel like we would hear the sounds of the chain. So we started looking for a different place to live, not because the house was haunted, but because, you know, we needed a bigger space. So we moved a block and a half um, from that same exact street. To an older house. Yeah, that was, um, it finished being built in 1900. And it was a three-story old farmhouse. So, you know... We moved out of that house, and, you know, as we were cleaning, um, you know, there was a lot of encounters that happened during that process, a lot of noise, um, and it was mainly back in our, you know, my bedroom. back The master towards, bedroom area. Yeah, the master bedroom area. So why don't you tell them... What, okay. you, what your genius asses decided you guys were going to do. So my dad kept coming home after he would clean up, be going to clean the house. He'd come home and he'd be like, guys, I heard this. There's this that happened. There's, he, he doesn't remember, but there's something that happened with the brooms because that's all he had there was because he was sweeping and mopping the floors and all this stuff. And something happened with the brooms or the mops. And, like, I think one of them, I think, got thrown. I think that's what happened. And he just, he didn't remember. But he'd come home and say all this stuff. So then, me, (laughs) my brother, and our significant others, right? So, like, his wife. But I don't think it was, they weren't married at the time. And then my, Simon. And then I think a couple of my brother's friends, we thought, were like, oh, you know what? We're going to go fucking now. Let's just see. So one night, I don't know what the fuck. This is so stupid of us. One night, go over there. We walk our happy asses down there. And we get in there. And I remember, I can't remember who it was recommended. That we didn't, someone don't wear shoes. And we're like, okay, not wearing shoes. And then... We're in a circle. We're in the living room part. So if you want to remember where that is, we have the living room. And then the kitchen would be, like, to our right. And then the fireplace is behind us. Well, depending on where you're sitting in the circle, I guess. Sorry. And then the hallway leading the bedrooms. Yeah. So I'm kind of, like, cornered facing that way. But I can't see quite down the hallway. My brother can see directly down the hallway. And I'm pretty sure this is probably scarred into his brain. (laughs) But, um, and I think his wife was sitting right next to me. And then my partner and then his friends were 
facing behind. So they were facing the fireplace. And, you know, so we start. I didn't say, start saying anything. I think it was my brother and then his friend started saying stuff. Me and Tisha were, I think we didn't say anything. We were fucking freaked out. We didn't say shit. And so they're saying shit. And all of a sudden, my brother goes, oh, this figure has appeared. And he whispered. He's like, guys, he's like, there's this figure at the end of the hallway. It's appeared. He's like, I don't know. He's like, I don't know what the fuck it is. It's like, I can't. He couldn't quite tell what it was. And then we could tell that it's like this. It, me, he, he looks angry, mean figure. And like, he look is big. And so we all see it because he sees it. We peek down there and we're like, fuck that. That's fucking weird. So then I think someone asked him a question. I think that's what it was, was to ask him. And I think Brendan didn't ask him if he was upset or if he was angry. Because mm-hmm. that's kind of what it seemed like. Like he was angry or upset about something. Mm-hmm. And then we all can see it starting to come down the hallway. And we're like, fuck that. We all are fucking slip and slide and trying to get the fuck up. <laughs> and we all swear we heard it like doing like a whisper yell where it was like, get out. And we were like, we're getting the fuck out. Yeah, we're getting the fuck out. Yep. <laughs> we're out. And we all fucking and we ran. I'm not joking because we th- thought it was going to follow us so we ran to the other house down the hall like oh my god so and just for the record brennan and tisha lived in that house uh just before we moved so uh, you know jewel had lived there you know brennan you know and tisha so i mean we had grown out of that little tiny house so we grew we moved to a bigger house and well and so like my mom said our dog didn't quite pass away there but like that was the last home she ever lived in and so we believed her spirit was there and my brother after that whole incident he was like mom 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 he's like i I feel like her spirit's still there we got to get her out we got to save her so my mom's like captain save a dog spirit (laughs) and goes all right we're gonna get her spirit out of there and so but dude i don't know i mean I kind of feel like we brought some of the spirit with us at this new house, but I mean, it could be having their own spirits, but anyways. Um, so yeah, we got her out. Mm-hmm. She good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and um, so then we decided, you know, we call in um, somebody to come and help. Uh, make Bless sh- our home. Yeah. You know, make sure, you know, Sage, sweep, do all of that in the home that we um, moved into because, you know, it was finished being built in 1900. For those of you who don't know what home or blessing your home is or any of that kind of stuff. So sweeping your home, you're sweeping all the negative spirits, all the negative energy out of your home. You also, um, and you did this at the last home, and I don't think you did this. So you... Um, you do star. You have oil on your mm-hmm. finger, and you would do stars on the corners of the windows, and that would be blessing the home, in a sense. And then um, we put stuff in the windows at the this new home, and you know, basically kind of protecting ourselves. I think because of what happened at the last house, we were so just wanting to make sure this home was a good. No negative. When anybody stepped in front into this house, it was no negative energy. But um, I would say that me and Tisha had the first 
um, experience. Yeah. Apparently, I was getting ready um, in my room, and they heard, like, dragging. Yeah, so she was upstairs, and we were in the living room downstairs, and... So think of like guys like a, like a old heavy wood furniture like heavy and it sound it wasn't like creaking it just sounded like it was dragging on the floor up above and I was like <clears throat> for one my mom has a fucked up back she ain't doing that shit for two my dad and I don't think my partner was on I think he was working at the time and my brother was outside and so I was like, mm, so nobody's doing me and Tish were like, this is fucking weird. We even moved to the other living room, I think, because we were freaked out by it. And that was, I think, yeah, that was the first encountering. And I think Brendan's was the next. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Brendan would have a, had a dream similar to a dream you had. He, he wouldn't call it a dream. He would say it was an out-of-body experience. Mm-hmm. He kept calling it that. And he said he had it a couple times Mm -hmm. and this was he they so for he um and his wife lived at the very very top floor Mm -hmm. the attic basically yeah and so we ended up having to do a couple stuff where he he felt the negative uh and i think eventually uh it calmed down yeah, because there was something so um there we had a bathroom right below and it had um this kind of little kitchen area and all this stuff and it's an old house so they have all these little weird hidden nooks and crannies if mm-hmm. that's what you call them yeah. little under hidden now yeah, like under little, the little passageways to yeah, it yeah under stairs and there was one in the bathroom um all weird stuff um, this thing, this dream or out of body experience my brother would have would be like this creature that was on its hands and feet, and it was like disturbing looking, like, and it would be going for him. Mm-hmm. And I re- he I remember him saying that he would always be screaming, asking for help, trying to get out of it, and he could never get out or whatever. I unfortunately, so he had that experience, and then like you said, I think it got better. Mm-hmm. After a little while. Yeah, because I went and I, you know, did stuff to that area. So it it got better. They moved out eventually because they got married. They got their um, own place. And so then me and my partner <laughs> move up there. Me and Simon move up there. And I don't know. I, I honestly really think that I had a dream. And it was just because of my brother's experience that he told me. And I, it was like almost the exact same thing, what he explained. So that's why I think, you know, I just dreamed of what he said. But after you moved up there, you did have uh, a couple experiences. Oh, yeah. Um, I had the odd experience where there we had our table down there in the kitchen area mm-hmm. um as i was trying to explain earlier and we had a basket on top of there with a basketball inside of it the basket was empty and the only thing that was in there was the basketball and all of a sudden we start hearing me and my me and simon start hearing the ball bouncing 
And I'm mm-hmm. like, what the heck? <laughs> and so Simon goes and lo- I'm like, babe, go check that out. He goes and looks and he goes, the ball is still in the basket, not bouncing. And I'm like, well, that's odd. You know, we kind of just brushed it off. We were like, whatever, you know, what we, we heard something, whatever. Then a few minutes go by, maybe not even a few minutes. And then we hear it again. And Simon goes, I ain't going down there. Not going to go look at, nope, you go do it. I'm not doing it. And I was like, all right, I'll go down there. I went down there. Same thing. The ball was still there, but it literally sounded like it was smacking on the linoleum, just bouncing. Yeah, yeah. I don't think the the spirit in that house to me was as negative as the first Arista house because the other one, it just was very like it was drawn. It was like angry it was like painful the 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 other the one you know the second one the old house it was more like a playful thing right yeah my interpretation was so like the first house that we lived in at the on arista um i would say they were trying to do harm whereas the other house it was kind of like playful jokes joking around and um the only thing that i guess would be the intense thing would be my brother's out-of-body experience but after that experience i think there was nothing really anything too bad Mm-mm. i mean it even woke me up it w- woke me up um and i put out a fire um you know it would nudge me during times to make sure I woke up, especially when, you know, Simon's car got totaled. I mean, yeah, it was a loud noise. Nobody else in the house woke up. I woke up, you know, um, I, I, I really don't think I, I tried to do good to that house. So it never really put, um, anything negative that I felt. We heard stories in that town, of you know oh it was like a mortuary there were dead bodies down there there was this there was that all of these stories of you know how haunted that that house was there were people uh simon's best friend didn't even want to go into the house at one point because of all the stories yeah and i did my own research on the house and found out um that you know that wasn't the case of you know those stories it was just town hearsay is that house being finished being built in the year 1900 it was finished it took them years to build it and because it was a vacation spot because there was rides and stuff like that on the willamette river down there um you know they it would they a lot of the homes around there were vacation homes. Um, a doctor owned that house, but he wasn't. It wasn't a morgue. We had um, a picture of him in the corner, um, but I never felt any bad, uh, anything bad like on the first house. Yeah, no, nothing in comparison. But um, I mean, you played a lot of pranks on Simon. Yeah, so because of all of the little activity that was happening and then with the little stories that were told by everybody i was like you know what? i'm just gonna mess around with my man and because he's just so gullible you know what i mean and so he believed everything that anybody would say so i was like i'm fucking with him 
So one night I fucked with him real good and was standing at the top. Of, I was sitting at the top of the stairs and it was, bl- it was pitch black. And he goes downstairs to get some water or something to drink or whatever. And he comes up the stairs and as he does the motion to open our door and our doors are they're the old school old doors so they're loud screechy he's opening the door i graze my hand on the back of his leg and he like donkey kicks me (laughs) and slams the door shut in my face and i was like whoa but i was i was busting up fucking laughing and i go in there and he was like that was you i was like yes that was me and i was freaking i was laughing he Oh, it was so good. It was so fucking good. Well, since we, since we bought our the house we live in now, I haven't felt any um, anything here, any spirits or anything like that. Except no. for you know Luna, she's she barks at every shiny thing. <laughs> yeah, nothing yet, guys. Nothing yet. We've been here for two years, so. Yeah. So far, so good. And this house was built in the seventies, I believe, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that first house, that first house on Arista, still gets me every time. I mean, I almost forgot about the house on Fairview, um, but it's crazy to me that how many times we've experienced, um, you know, some sort of spirit uh, or paranormal activity in the homes that we lived in. So we wanted to share that with you today. But remember that there's one in five that experience this type of activity. Now, whether or not you want to realize it or not, open up your mind and know that that is happening. If you if you notice any weird noises that you've never heard of, any electronics, if your phone keeps on going to, you know, not charging all the time, uh, lights flickering, um, coldness. What else is there? Dogs barking at random stuff. I mean, if you fucking see a figure, <laughs> I mean, you see a fucking figure, dude. <laughs> if you hear some shit, you hear some shit. I mean, okay. This is the bad thing about it, guys, is they're going to make you sound crazy. Yep, yep. Make you sound. This is the whole thing with the extraterrestrials, the aliens, all that kind of shit. Make you seem crazy. Make you act like it's not real. Shit's fucking real. Shit's fucking there. It's fucking real. You just gotta be a believer, okay? If you're not a believer, if you're not in tune with that shit, you better be. Yeah, you gotta believe. You gotta believe. Believe. So on that note, I'm Sarah. And I'm Jewel. Peace. Peace.
What the F is Ladylike is produced by us. Our theme song is by Comeback Karma. Don't forget to like and subscribe.